Good Hi, to see you, man. Hi, how are you? Very good. How are you, Joel? Good, 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 Suresh. Enjoying your time with the family at home? Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those uh, lifetime opportunities to <laughs> spend time at home. Having uh, had this much time at home in a long, long time. <laughs> uh, no worries about uh, how to beat the factory cars at the next race, the next rally. Get uh, two more horsepower. Get a little bit more downforce. No stress at all. Yeah, that can wait for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good to have you on. Uh, I was just introducing you to our viewers and uh, talking about. what all you've done so we did that video with you uh, you guys yeah. can check it out on the evo india channel it's on mm. the turbo city vtex that joel has made so right from just a small head job uh, bumping up power to maybe uh, 20 30 horsepower more right down to 400 horsepower now 400 horsepower from a front wheel drive car is insane and i can tell you the acceleration of that city that i drove the viciousness of it it was mind blowing uh, wheel spin in third gear imagine that wheel spin in third yeah. gear so you need to be really skilled to be able to handle that but what a car joel what a car thank you <laughs> thank you so joel let's start with where did you start off uh, how did you get into tuning i think you started off tuning bikes and then went into cars so where did you start off Yeah, so I started with bikes uh, in my early days. Uh, I think around 2004 is when the bug hit me hard. I used to enjoy uh, fiddling around with uh, machines back in school days, college days. But uh, I guess from 2004 it got a little serious, and then um, you know we got onto building uh, various things. I started off with the Suzuki Fiero back in 2002 first, <laughs> and then uh, 2004 onwards I got uh, uh, more involved in doing uh, uh, building. Uh, uh the bike faster mm-hmm. and then i hit the race tracks by 2004 5 and um, you know got into circuit riding i uh, did a few uh, national championships um, did a few one make series uh, so it was a interesting journey journey with bikes and did i don't you know if you remember riding? yeah i was also riding yeah racing bikes mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. I, i don't know if you remember uh, you remember the 300 cc v twin fiero that was uh, featured yes. in uh, 2005 5 6 something so i was you know, uh, what, right? you know, yeah yeah we 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 did that together so i was the guy okay. popping the wheel in the <laughs> on the bike <laughs> so in um it's yeah, that's when um, motors right zen motors yeah in bangalore yes so that's where we used to work Because on the bikes i swear joel i don't remember that i don't remember you from those days <laughs> i guess it's long time <laughs> so we go so, back a really long way Yeah, yeah. So I think we first met in two thousand five. Then, uh, yeah, so yeah. yeah. So it was uh, uh, interesting. So then I got more serious into, you know, preparing my bike for competition uh, riding, and then uh, got onto. I bought an R one five, then an R T R one sixty, and then did uh, quite a bit of, uh, um, you know, circuit ra- racing, and then I think sometime in two thousand nine is when you know this whole uh, Honda craze. bit me i'm basically with cars i had a zen from 2005 but never did really much to it um but um i think uh, you know looking at what was going on around in the racing circle especially the touring cars the super saloon i used to watch a lot of the super saloon races and um, i was really uh, impressed with the way those cars went about i i was more uh, interested in the touring cars more than the formula cars for some reason that caught my attention 
and uh, as to see uh, you know bvg raja rasalvaraj and a lot of people having a go at each other uh, so i said you know i sh- i need to do something about it so 2009 is when my journey with cars started uh, so i bought myself a honda and then you know and then it's history <laughs> so uh, we are here today um, uh, we started race concepts in 2011 Uh, so that's the year i entered uh, touring cars uh, the itc uh, category so built a car for a friend and then from then on uh, you know it's 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 what it's come to till today so let's talk about your street cars now this is uh, the city detect that i drove this is the one that makes what 400 horsepower yeah 440 it's about 394 at the at the wheels 394 at the front wheels Uh, yes. This is the fastest uh, city VTEC street build that you have street done. Street car. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And uh, this is a car that is also uh, that also competes in drag races. Uh, you put a yeah, set okay. of Hoosier slicks on it, and uh, it goes uh, for drag races. Yeah, yeah. It does twelve uh, second passes. Twelve seconds. So zero to four hundred yeah. meters in twelve uh, seconds. Twelve seconds. What all yes. has gone? Uh, what all has gone to this car? so this has a complete uh, force bottom has uh, raj pistons uh, it has a, a turbo cam it has uh, you know a state 3 cylinder head update intake manifold larger throttle body it has a garage gtx turbo has you know the full um, plumbing and uh, the whole works and uh, stainless steel and it has a standalone ecu it has uh, external wastegate a blow off valve everything it has competition valve train etc so you know the whole package is uh, basically the entire package is um, a race package it's it's not really streetish uh, which is why we were able to street the car quite reliably uh, without popping anything the car's been running for about 5 years now uh, so 5 so, years uh, with no major yeah, problems so it's 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 gone in stages i started off with about 250 wheel and then it got kept going up going up we kept doing uh, you know different one thing after the other and uh, finally the last iteration is a 394 and this is still not uh, the the most uh, out of the car it still uh, got a lot more uh, it's um, I, i think it's just limited to the fuel that we are running i mean we currently uh, run that on speed 97 so it's just the fuel limitation you go 100 octane or anything higher i wish you can pull about 420 440 out of it at the wheels quite and easy. as weight concept you have a dyno yes yes we do so it's not some bullshit figures that you're pulling out from the top of your head these are yeah, I mean, figures uh, at the dyno yes we always uh, you know uh, hear figures of people uh, you know showcasing their cars on social media with horsepower fig- numbers and everything is theoretical it's it's more like a calculator than a dynometer <laughs> <laughs> and this dyno is available to people so if you say you've got a 1000 bhp in uh, octavia rs we can bring it mm. to your uh, dyno and we can actually put it on the dyno and check out how much it yes. actually makes at the wheel yes of course we currently have a two wheel drive dyno over the next couple of weeks we're going to, uh, months we're going to be upgrading to a all wheel drive dyno so we should have an all wheel drive uh, option as well and the dyno also uh, plays a big role into building your race cars because over there there is no space for bullshit when the flag drops yes. the bullshit stops and bullshit the stops. car that wins first <laughs> uh is the car that makes more power right yes yes of course and of course uh, uh coupled with the chassis the dynamics and everything uh thing it's a package um race cars don't just get built on a dyno i think it's a lot of uh homework and a lot of work on the race track and uh, and the feedback that you get from the driver is extremely the most important thing so yeah dynos don't win races <laughs>
So I want to talk about, and this whole conversation came about when I put up the picture of my Zen, which uh, I grew up with, and yes. uh, a lot of comments on, uh, you know, what have you done to it? I have done nothing to it. I put an automatic <laughs> exhaust, and that was maybe 15 years ago, and that is it. So this is a Zen that you guys yeah. have done. Uh, sorry for the yes. images, little crop. Uh, yeah, it makes how much? 130 horsepower? Uh, this is about 180 horsepower. 180 horsepower. 180 yeah, this horsepower. is uh, it's this this car is over 150 at the wheel. Uh, uh, it's a, it's a it's a full blown uh, race build for the street. It's uh, pretty much got everything in it. Uh, again, limited to fuel. It's just uh, tuned for speed 97. Uh, if we go 100 octane, we can push some more. Uh, yeah, so it's it's an occasional street car and also uh, mostly a drag car. So yeah, you can so, see so the whole stuff. What engine does it have? This has a 1.6 engine. Yeah, the 1.6 uh, Berlino G16. Uh, so we so, we built the whole engine up. Uh, you know, we took away the whole laziness out of the G16 engine and made it uh, you know more peppy. We did a lot of work on it to 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 get that thing to rev to close to 8,000 rpm and you know uh, bring out the boredom out of that long stroke engine. So what all have you done to it? Uh, You've done a head job to it. Uh, have you? Yeah, so it's got a cam. It's got valtrain. It's got a forged piston rod. Uh, it's got uh, individual throttle bodies. It has uh, um, different injectors, fuel pump, rail, uh, fuel pressure regulator. The whole works. Also has a clutch uh, flywheel and a close ratio box. It doesn't have an LSD uh, suspension yet, but yeah, I mean that would make it even more faster. Uh, it's got a turbo on it. No, any naturally aspirated. So this is the naturally aspirated engine. Naturally aspirated, yeah. Hundred eighty horsepower, naturally aspirated. So the, if I give you my Zen and to so, build it to this spec, how much does it cost? How much would an enthusiast have to spend to get his uh, Zen, which uh, obviously is now fifteen twenty years old, and get it mm. to one eighty horsepower? So this, this, uh, see the the swaps are very subjective because it depends on the base engine you start off with. You could do mm -hmm. a one point three base or you could do a one point six base. So it all depends on uh, how far you want to stretch. I mean, the turbo route would be uh, if you if you if you compare with the 180 horsepower NA build and the uh, 180 horsepower turbo build, I would say the turbo build would be cheaper and uh, you know more affordable. In the, uh, it's 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 a, a lot more reliable in the long run um, because um, you know you um, you can do a bolt on on a Berlino engine and get about 170 wheel and um, with the uh, Equal amount of money on an NA build, maybe you will get about 140. The thing is, you know, I mean, you keep pushing NA, it's it's the results are diminishing. It don't, it doesn't really translate to the numbers that a turbo car generates. Uh, mm -hmm. So at times it makes uh, sense to go turbo. I would say um, uh, this build is a little special because this is something that the owner wanted that way. Uh, but um, if you say uh, something like a 180 to 200 horsepower build out of a turbo. Uh, um, Balino engine in a Zen. I think uh, it's uh, should be a pretty uh, affordable uh, packaging. I think about for two and a half lakhs. I think you should be able to get something going. Two and a half lakhs. Yeah, two and a half to three lakhs, including the base engine and the whole thing. I think it should be straightforward. Uh, does that include now? You definitely have to upgrade the brakes, right? You have to. No, all that the, is uh, extra. Extra. So we just so developed the dampers. Mm. Yeah. So, but uh, you have to do what all? You have to do the brakes. You have to do the suspension. Uh, do you have to do strengthening to the body also? Um, see, generally the Zens have a very weak uh, front subframe. Uh, from what we've seen, like eight out of ten cars have a cracked uh, subframe because the 
the uh, box section in the front of the car isn't very strong so over period uh, generally cars which are over 10 years they just tend to crack with the kind of potholes and the abuse uh, that we uh, have uh, so um, yeah a bit of strengthening on the subframe would be needed uh, for sure and then uh, suspension and brakes are very important because then uh, everybody knows as very poor brakes it has a very tiny rotor and Yes. the calipers so definitely needs a larger brake and so we we ideally would recommend a complete uh, swap out uh, to uh, you know something custom so we we modify the knuckle we run a larger rotor larger disc uh, sorry a caliper and booster the mc the whole thing uh, the entire braking package is upgraded along with that we also recommend suspension all this while uh, i was um, you know quite uh, surprised that people had never bothered getting a coil over for a zen everybody just managed uh, chopping springs and stiffening uh, the dampers so we decided to come up with a coil over solution so we have that ready and uh, that should make the car a lot more dynamic because uh, suspension is a very integral part of a car's handling uh, it's all about safety and how well it can maneuver itself on the road um, so the coil overs are a, a great uh, add on so that's something that we've come up with i think that should keep the zens uh, really going strong and with the whole uh, cult that the two door zens have the carbon and the steel i think it's 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 got a whole lot of uh, character to it it's like the mini cooper of india it has um, you know a clear class and it's it, it, it's a very special car and today these cars aren't very cheap also that you get i mean the the most crappy uh, two door zen goes for upwards of a lakh a lakh and a half so i guess these cars have um good premium and i think it's good to resto mod them and do something and keep them well yeah you call these resto mods a friend of mine amol city i don't know if he is on uh, this here uh, he uh, recently got a carbon and uh, he is right. doing it up so maybe he'd be interested in uh, upping the power of his uh, zen so if you take into account the suspension the brakes the body strengthening another lakh so say around with yeah i think lakhs, i would say a lakh and 20 yeah Yes. So within four lakhs, you get an all singing, all dancing Zen. Yeah, you can have a very quick Zen. Yes, exploring yeah. the car. <laughs> exploring the car, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we can generally, uh, serious. The the thing is, uh, you know, people have a perception about the old cars. I mean, generally, people think that because it's an old car, it's it's very cheap to build them. Uh, the, mm. the, the, so the fact is that uh, the car might be twenty years old or fifteen years old, but the cost to to do things the cost of parts from maruti or honda it's it's the same i mean they don't change in fact they probably go up uh, over the years so um, it's not necessarily that you buy a old car and if you're trying to uh, go in the direction of tuning uh, it's going to be very cheap because people generally relate uh, spending 10 lakhs on an old car way more expensive than spending 10 lakhs on a vrs because there they say you know it's a 35 lakh rupees car so 10 lakhs is nothing but here they mm. say you know i buy i buy i bought a 50000 rupees car so spending 10 lakhs on it is it's a lot but the thing is uh, you know the the direction in which these two cars go they are not the same so for 10 lakhs you could probably just get a stage 2 kit on a vrs but here you could just turn that around into something most the most unique in the country so that's how mm. money is well spent on these old cars yeah So there, we got a lot of our friends tuning in. We got Arjun Balu tuning in, one of uh, India's fastest uh, race drivers. Uh, you sent me some pictures yesterday on the car that you built for him. I'll just throw this up. Talk yeah. us through this. Oh yeah, so this is uh, it's a very special car, Arjun. That's his BMW E30. Uh, it's got a 3.5 swap, and uh, um, you know we did um, quite a few uh, things on it. We did the uh, 
we made a full system exhaust which is quite uh, different i mean nobody uh, i think in the world does a equal length full system six cylinder header for the bmw everybody makes a you know like a tri y uh, setup with a downpipe and things like that so we made a full, we did a very painstaking exhaust system and an intake and we 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 saw a massive gain i think uh, close to 30 odd velocity per and then uh, more so it was um, even more crazy on the road because the whole character of the car completely changed and uh, it was so much more rev happy and more torque throughout so yeah it's a very special car to arjun and we really wanted to do this for him yeah so that's the engine uh, you can see a bit of the uh, headers that uh, you have made and another car that you made for arjun is yeah. this yeah is the bt uh, is, yeah uh, what did you do to this Yeah, so this also we um, so um, Arjun was on his way to uh, I think he went to Goa for a VW meet and then on the way back they had a problem with the distributor, so that's when uh, you know we decided to help them out with this and um, you know fix that, and then after that uh, we made a full system exhaust. Uh, uh, it's a again a very tricky uh, equal length uh, exhaust system that we made, completely crazy. I mean it took a lot of time for us to finish it. and uh, yeah it was again very special i think the car gained a lot so this is a um, i think it's a 1.6 liter overboard uh, built engine uh, with a larger piston and etc it's a whole uh, different bottom and different head that is brother sanjay uh, uh, mm. went about doing uh, yeah so this is the engine uh, from the downside yeah. so it was a very special build again Uh, very very nice uh, sounds uh, insane and uh, we very specifically uh, they want um, arjun and sanjay wanted their uh, tips to be in the middle uh, unlike the beetle having them on the sides so we yes. did the this more in the carrera gt style you know in the middle mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so again yeah. another there to uh, reinforce the fact that porsches came from beetles huh? yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. and we've done uh, quite a few other uh, classic car projects also we've done uh, you know a fiat spider we've done quite a few we we just not the honda guys we do a whole lot of other things also <laughs> but your uh, name is built on honda so varun is here varun arekar he says hello uh, hi varun that's the car that we drove varun's car varun city that we drove uh, yeah. you're now known for doing mad shit with hondas uh, yeah. your race cars Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, like I told you before. It's a Franken Honda. The only yeah. uh, giveaway that is a Honda is that Honda badge that you put on the nose. I don't know why you still do that, <laughs> but otherwise it doesn't look like a Honda from any angle. Well, yeah. why the Honda? So this is a drag car that you made. This is obviously yeah. the Accord. Uh, yeah. But why the fascination for Hondas? I think it's um, see we are we are basically a private outfit, and you know I like to do things within my limits. um it's not that we can't do things with any other car we've of course built the most variety of cars unlike anybody in the country we've built uh, you know we have a turbocharged ford fiesta we have all sorts of wacky builds but primarily the honda because i think it's the most uh, bang for the buck uh, package because you you start off with a very clean design from beginning and then you uh, you operate uh, the whole uh, uh, components inside and then you build up from from there and i i guess it it gives you a lot more uh, Uh, um um you know satisfying uh, output compared to an equivalent toyota or anything else for that matter the kind of money that you would put on a on a mitsubishi versus a honda i mean the results are something that you you see worldwide 
it's it's the way the honda engines are you know they are built so clean you know they have good metallurgy they have, they have so uh, they, they have such clean design you know the block structure the the architecture of the other components in the engine various things like that are very uh, you know nice about a honda and uh, that's i think that's that's one of the uh, reasons why we choose to stick to a honda it's not that i'm you know like pro honda for life or something like that it's just <laughs> i mean I, i i yeah i grew with the honda and all that but yeah it's it's just that the car is is the most affordable thing to do and um, especially when it comes to itc i mean i have thought about uh, you know moving on to a different uh, platform mm-hmm. but it never happened because uh, you know when you weigh the uh, the the, the uh, kind of uh, benefits that you get with a honda packaging versus a, say a vw or anything i mean there is no match and con- the fact that we we've localized a lot of things in a honda like for example the reason why we able to go out, go with the itc year after year and try various things is because we've uh, localized the entire production of the gearbox so similarly we have a lot of components that we uh, we we do in house so because of which uh, you know it's cutting cost for us and because this honda has become a very modular package for us mm-hmm. across street racing and uh, you know the whole thing uh, it's 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 made life a little easy So I think yeah, yeah. It, it kind of works in a way. So this drag car, the drag Honda, what engine does it have? This Accord is a uh, the the original engine that it comes with the K twenty four, the two point four. So this is uh, again built uh, fully forged and it has the whole uh, works and uh, yeah, it's running a twin scroll turbo and uh, you know massive injectors, two thousand cc injector, whole bunch of things. uh this thing is quite evil i mean we we started off with a very basic tune and then we want to see where it gets we want to just hit about 550 600 wheel horse uh, i mean uh, crank horsepower say about 450 wheel and then we exceeded 550 wheel so close to uh, 700 at the crank now so it's it's quite uh, <laughs> and we we just got to that uh, with with what about 20 psi boost so 2021 so it wasn't even an effort so we haven't really pushed it yet so we'll take some questions that uh, we are uh, getting in uh, from our partners at rovi motor oil they are asking what is the fastest car that you have built and what are its figures i think the quickest uh, the fastest uh, accelerating car the f- quickest uh, car is the is a drag car which is has done 11.1 um, um with an exit speed of about 218 or 219 kph uh, that's the drag car uh, it does a 0 to 100 in about thing about 3.2 to 3.4 seconds and uh, yeah so that's the fastest and, the, and then is the itc yeah and street a street i think um, this accord is basically sort of like a streetish uh, drag car so i would say this is the most wacky then uh, because this is uh, again a mid 12 second car because it still runs a stock gearbox um yeah so this is uh, i mean it's crazy the with a stock gearbox uh, you i'm sure you driven an accord it goes all the way to about 180 or something mm-hmm. uh, so mm-hmm. this thing uh, with a rev limit of about 8000 rpm does 203rd gear so it's insane and in the whole the entire third gear is wheel spin so you hit till about 180 you have smoke inside the car so it's complete <laughs> nuts <laughs> so yeah, when this lockdown hits uh, uh, you must uh, organize a drive in this car for me yeah yeah it's in pune so i'm sure you can check it out <laughs> Hundred percent. Yeah, is in Pune. I can definitely hook you up to meet the guy to to check the car. Done, done. Uh, the Kush Garin Grancia Grancina, whatever. He is asking: Is it possible to swap a V6 Accord engine in an old uh, City VTEC? 
Um, you physically could, but the the downside of the V6 engine is the automatic gearbox. It's the biggest letdown uh, for that engine. It's a it's a great engine, the J series uh, motor, but unfortunately, uh, you know, it doesn't have a manual gearbox option. There are there are a few Accord variants abroad which have the five speed and six speed uh, manual box for that engine, but since it's not very easy to source. I guess it's going to be a bit of a problem, and another problem uh, stuffing it into a city would be the height of the engine is very high, so would generally stick out of the engine bay, and you'll have to uh, <laughs> make a, a huge cut on the bonnet to uh, fit in, and uh, not very uh, pleasant, who, I guess. Uh, who is complaining? Now everybody look like Vin Diesel. <laughs> yeah, but it, uh, you, you'll have to do a lot more to make it powerful. So I think then it'll increase the complications with the gearbox and things like that. so uh, it's something the, that you would not recommend i don't think i mean you you're better off going with the uh, the d15 the 1.5 because it's so much lighter i would say the d15 is half the weight of the v6 so you have you know more part to weight ratio advantage and it's it's overall uh, uh, you know better balance to the chassis i think it, the v6 mm-hmm. would make the car very front heavy and completely undrivable okay uh, vipul is asking are these cars road legal so vipul these cars are not road legal so Yeah, these are purely for motorsport use. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Motorsport so, use only. So don't ask these uh, questions. And uh, your warranty will be void in any case. All these cars are road cars, so they don't have warranty. Also, so don't ask yes. about these questions. Let's talk about yeah. this car. Now, this is an Etios, uh, and Etios is not really a car that uh, enthusiasts would buy or enthusiasts would bother bother to fiddle around with. What have you done with this car? Yeah, so this is a start off with a 1.2 engine. I mean, this is a, a limited edition 1.2 V spec uh, Leva. Um, mm-hmm. So the owner came to us and said, you know, he want to uh, want to have a really fun, uh, fancy car which uh, looks uh, completely sleeper on the outside. I, so I said, this is not the car of choice. He said, no, he still wanted it because his dad just got him and he 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 wanted us to figure out how to do this. Um, so we said, all right, and. i mean it, it was a challenge because um there is absolutely nothing available for this engine and i, I guess uh, sometime in 2012 uh, the rooster had built a hyper etios uh, i think mm. as a showcase of the etios and, yes. and that was also i think it was a turbocharged car and yeah, maybe they did something in uh, with a tie up with uh, toyota because, uh, so yeah. we yeah we are on our own and we absolutely had nothing so we Uh, decided to just first do the 1.5 swap, so we changed the internals over to the 1.5 petrol, so longer stroke and the whole thing. Uh, it's a direct swap into this engine, and we, uh, you know, built the rods, the forged rods, and the piston and the whole thing, and then we slapped on a Garrett turbo. We did the entire plumbing, the the header, the whole thing, and um, yeah, so the result was uh, 190 odd at the wheel, with about I think uh, 10 psi boost. So yeah, great fun to drive. 190 horsepower from an Etios lever. <laughs> yeah, 190 at the wheel. So I would say it's about 220 at the crank. So completely nuts to drive, and uh, very very easy to beat a Polo GTI with this. So uh, the guy has actually had a few uh, drives with the GTI, and he's pasted them all the way till 200. So I think it's a it's a, it's a superb sleeper. It looks the part, and uh, yeah, completely unnoticed. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, the other car, which you can't see because my face is covering it, is uh, another uh, Civic, which uh, yeah, it's a turbo Civic. Yeah, this is about 400 uh, at the wheel. 
so this is over 400 aspa this is the next uh, top uh, street build other than the 400 aspa city so this is really is currently the most aspa in a street car so uh, this is uh, something that we completed about 2 months ago we delivered and uh, it's completely bonkers again it's it's got massive acceleration it's it's really another wacky car on the road <laughs> that's crazy 400 horsepower from a civic uh, yeah. max uh, who has shot a lot of your pictures and my pictures at rallies he's saying happy 19 more days of quarantine uh, well max <laughs> uh, happy quarantine to you too uh, but uh, we will keep doing these conversations and uh, keep you engaged and tell you more about uh, cars and uh, tuna cars today uh dina masurkar is talking about um, tell me something more about the race concept zen so the zen that you showed us the 180 horsepower that's i think the wackiest but what else can you do to a zen so we've built a turbo zen as well the 1.3 mm. um mm. i think the easiest uh, thing to do with the zen is the um, is the 1.3 swap because it's the exact same architecture as the original 1 liter engine uh, because the 1.6 is a different uh, uh uh mount on the on one side of the engine and it has a few mm. changes i would say uh, for any enthusiast with the zen uh, the 1 liter engine can be directly swapped out to swapped into with an steam engine internals you don't really have to mm. swap the entire engine out uh, you can change the crankshaft you can change the rods the pistons uh, bore it out to 2 mm and uh, you can you can displace it to 1.3 and you can also uh, work on the cylinder head and the, the rest of the package is something that you can do so it it sort of keeps the car still um, within its legality also because you're just changing the internals and you're not swapping out the entire unit mm-hmm. um, so mm-hmm. it kind of uh, and is also much lighter on the wallet because these days it's just getting a little difficult to find uh, old engines also um so yeah i think uh, you know a good 1.3 swap with a intake exhaust a cylinder head update an ecu i think is good for about 125 130 horsepower a good fun drive and how much would that cost i think it should be a lakh and a half uh, i would say and um, if you want to go turbo the 1.3 engine again can be turbocharged one good thing with the 1.3 is that it's a lot more rev happy compared to the 1.6 by default mm-hmm. so it uh, t- tends to you know nicely pick itself from uh, 4 5000 rpm really all the way to the red line very very strong and uh, we've done a few uh, i think about two turbo zens and they are about um uh, 190 200 wheel horsepower and the reason why we don't uh, uh, want to push a lot of horsepower in the car on the street is because it's just completely nuts and you might just <laughs> go wrong with the car so i think uh, 200 horsepower is kind of a safe limit with these cars you can definitely go more if you uh, you know upgrade the entire package the the biggest concern is that a lot of people um, don't really understand the especially with a car like the zen they don't understand the weakness the car comes with i mean it has uh, it has a um, uh, tiny frame and it has uh, very poor brakes i mean something designed uh, 30 years ago by suzuki Uh, late 80s so this wasn't something that was meant to go fast or 660 engine 660 660 cc k car engine is what these things uh, yeah. were designed for uh, so uh, they're not really meant to handle a whole lot of horsepower so if you really want to make it uh, you know like a fast road car or a race car then you definitely need to go about the entire package suspension the chassis the brakes and then definitely you can so i think that's something people have to really think about and plan because it's end of the day safety as well yeah true 
uh, Abhilash Menon, he's asking, have you ever worked on a Skoda RS? Now, I saw a Skoda that uh, you built for the drag with the engine at the back. Uh, what no, that wasn't no, that wasn't me. That wasn't me. That was another guy. That's okay. not such a yeah. That's another friend from uh, thing uh, Vizag. Okay, all right. Did that uh, so what have, have you worked on a Skoda RS? Yes, we worked on the Gen One, Gen Two, and Gen Three. So uh, we worked on the Gen One, uh, the twenty valve engine. We've done uh, quite a few things on that. The, I owned a TSI one point eight, so I've worked a lot on the TSI also. Um, we've done uh, the entire i mean we we didn't really go crazy with it we've we probably gone to about 250 280 horsepower with the gen 2 the gen 3 we we helped a few friends with the with the bolt on kit um, you know which is whatever is available uh, yeah so we definitely wanted at some point to go crazy with the 1.8 tsi engine or the 2 liter tsi but i think um, we've not really had the the time or the the space to do it um, definitely we want to do a all out uh, VW sometime. Yeah. Uh, Aiden, I'm sure he's a friend of yours. He's asking about the red Zen which you built for Jojo. And does that have a Bellino engine? Uh, I'm not sure which is. I think this is the car that's probably uh, in Cochin or something. Uh, I think, yeah, it's a 1.6. Yeah. Uh, Subrat, my colleague, He's asking, how about a basic tuning workshop for auto journalists and enthusiasts? I would love to. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> we can surely plan so, this. <laughs> so once the lockdown lifts, we'll have a, a tuning workshop and we'll open mm. it up to a few enthusiasts also. So you can, at your workshop, uh, talk about what can be done, what needs to be done, and also how to take care of your tune car. Because yes. I'm sure a tune car... Uh, needs a little bit more uh, tender loving care, TLC, yes. than your normal street car, right? Yeah, yes, yes, absolutely. I think the oil and oil change interval and the the whole attention that uh, you need to give a um, you know a built car is a lot more than you know. People have just generally this comparison that you know they relate a 250 horsepower built car with a 250 horsepower uh, box fresh VRS, and they say you know that thing can run. Uh, with a 20,000 or 15,000 service interval, why is that this car has to be uh, checked once every three, 5,000 kilometers? The uh, thing is because you've started off with a 100 horsepower base package and you've built it up. Now that's a 250 horsepower from factory. So there's a whole yeah. lot of a difference. So I think people need to understand. I think it's 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 all about spreading a lot of awareness, Sirish. I think it's because people don't know it. It's not, uh, um, I'm sure they'll understand once they know it. Um, just that we don't have a lot of tuning culture, motorsport culture, and, and whatever little people get to see is only from what they read online and see through YouTube videos, etc. Mm. I think the, once the culture is uh, slightly brought in, and if people are really made aware of things, I'm, I'm sure things will uh, improve. Yeah. Ashish is asking, uh, do you still do bikes these days? Not really. We've slowed down massively because we have absolutely no time. But we are doing. Uh, we are currently focusing on the 390 engine, the KTM. So we, mm. uh, we we are trying to build a package which sort of works for the racetrack. Uh, we want to make a like a modular package which could work uh, for the races and you know which can help uh, um, help um, you know in, uh, fellow racers to go racing um, with uh, good technical support. I think, um, so we, we, we just recently did a build uh, just before lockdown where we pushed a 390 to make close to about 58, 59 horsepower at the wheel. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the kind of package that we want to develop and then 
give to and what kind uh, of price are you looking at uh, so that's a full built engine uh, we really haven't put up uh, we haven't really worked out the maths it is i definitely get back at there at some time but yeah it's still work in progress we probably continue on it after the lockdown is over uh yash is asking an interesting question i'm just throwing it yeah. up on the screen uh, do you have mm. internship programs for engineering college students uh we don't really have uh, you know the racing calendar you know how everybody gets packed <laughs> from mm. uh, the start till the end so yeah we would definitely want to do it i think this is something that we uh, we want to do um, you know over the period uh, we should uh, we will definitely come up with a with a with a opening for internship and i'm sure people can apply and then we will we will have a few guys on board and i think that's that's a good platform for people to learn and also for us to identify talent um so we can uh, we can have more skilled people in our uh, camp as well because uh, finding skilled uh, labor and uh, finding the right people to do things is also i think the need of the hour and i think every industry lacks that and <laughs> uh, yeah that's true as well. yeah. yeah so the, for me i always say internships are the best way to start because i started off at yes. overdrive as an intern yeah. and uh, yeah. no 7 uh, 8 years later i became editor so that was yeah. uh, what uh, taught me everything so an internship yeah. uh, is good and whenever you have this uh, program ready do tell us so we'll also put it out yes, so yes. for sure come to for sure we'll definitely uh, put it out and we'll keep everybody posted uh This question is also interesting. How reliable are tune cars? Anything to keep in mind before we start looking for a tuner? Um, the reliability of the car depends on two things. I think one is the uh, uh, the parts that you put in the car, and um, and then uh, the next thing is how um, how the horsepower. Uh, I mean, what sort of horsepower it's making, and at at what level it's pushed. These are the two important factors because. um now if, if you start off with a stock engine and you turbocharge it uh, and um, you expect it to be very reliable then i think it's a little uh, bit of a gamble because you are going to take an engine which is designed for 80 90 horsepower 100 horsepower and then you're trying to push it uh, you know by blowing more air inside and and you're basically overloading the the rings and the piston and the the entire uh, thing that's inside so definitely uh, if you want to have reliability then the key is to keep uh, all the parts inside the engine operated to, to go about building it the right way and then you can definitely look at reliability now how um, what to keep in mind before looking for a tuner i think i think uh, everybody needs to look around their circle and see uh, look for results and see who's doing what and based on that right. take a call and then uh, whoever uh, fits your uh, option go for it yeah simple uh Have you worked on a Polo 1.6? Yes, we did. We we rallied it in 2016, and uh, yeah, we've done quite a few street builds. In fact, the first Polo I built uh, was with a friend even before I started Race Concepts when we were still running the motorcycle team. I think in 2009 when the car was just launched, yeah, we mm-hmm. did a standalone ECU intake exhaust in 2009 for the Polo 1.6. It was a um, uh, decent car, but uh, had its own teething problems, and uh, you know. uh pistons breaking and things like that and stock cars so a lot of things yeah <laughs> yeah uh, zack is saying hi to all the motorsport guys so let's talk a little bit hi, more hi. about motorsport hi, and mm. uh and rallying you made yeah. the, the and you are in the process of building an r2 uh for uh, the rally uh, for uh, your rally driver uh where where is that in terms of the build have you got a gearbox for it how much power is it putting out 
so currently we have the r2 cdr uh, we are in the range of 100ish hospa and uh, right now we have a, a close ratio gearbox incromesh no dog no sequential nothing yeah we are looking at upgrading uh, um uh, through the season hopefully when things get better and you know god knows how the scene is for the rest of the year but <laughs> no it does we will definitely uh, work on the transmission but otherwise mm. uh, we definitely have uh, the whole packaging sorted otherwise powertrain wise chassis uh, the whole thing is already done um so we are quite good i think we have a very strong car uh, we have um, i think probably uh, the most power on the grid as well uh, so mm-hmm. i think it's, it's it's all about i think focusing on the few bits and pieces around the car and i think we are good to go Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we did that story on our YouTube channel on the Turbo Vtex. We're getting a, a few questions on that, so go check that out. It's on the Evo India channel. A story on uh, Joel Street Turbo Vtex and also that NA ITC car. Now the ITC car is turbocharged. Uh, how much yes. more power have you got out of it? And uh, you've also worked a lot on aero. Now you don't have a wind tunnel, so how do you yeah. do the aero? Uh, that is theoretical. um it started off with the theoretical baseline in 2015 when we first uh, built the car um we started uh, developing the car over the years with different iterations although the car was na uh, we did uh, we we started with a very different front end design and with very um very different rear and uh, aero package over the years we kept refining it and then we by 2018 is when we made a huge uh, change on the car we uh we we built a entirely new front end and uh, we did a whole lot of uh, work on the body so this is a um, bit of theory it's a, it's a lot of theory and uh, based on on track results so we we mm-hmm. uh, you know look for key areas of improvement we try to see what the overall balance of the car is uh, definitely um, um uh, you know designing a car um uh, you know with uh, in a computer and then saying that it will work on a race track is not really an ideal situation because even formula 1 car team formula 1 teams have trouble with aero you know when they when they hit the race track so this is something that we we've taken the the the, the theory basics of aero and developed that over the years we refined uh, bit by bit and with turbocharging now we have we started to go a little more aggressive on aero because there's horsepower to compensate the naturally aspirated car was a little um, you know you can't uh, put a lot of downforce because you would definitely slow the car down here with the hospa going up i think that's that's not a bit of a worry uh, so we we are going in the direction of you know keeping the car more flat and more pressed to the ground yeah uh, aditya betre is online uh, one of uh, india's uh, finest motorsport photographers uh, i believe you're working on a uh, turbo for his fiesta 1.0 yeah yeah it's a fiesta yes Yeah, the, is yes. the build done? Yes, it is all. Had it not been for the lockdown, that guy uh, would have had his car by now, happily driving uh-huh. around in Chennai. <laughs> uh, so the delay is because of the lockdown, and also because Aditya has not sent the pictures that you've asked for, uh, which he is famous <laughs> for for not sending the pictures on time. So Aditya, yeah, the car yeah, also yeah. will take its own sweet time. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, this is a uh, well. weird question uh, funny question have you worked on an alto alto yeah uh yes we have we worked on the yeah. 800 cc three pot and we mm-hmm. also worked on the k10 so mm-hmm. like we literally uh, literally worked on everything you know like from mm-hmm. uh, yeah. maruti 
the Hyundai is also. We worked on. Uh, we built a few accents. The 1.5 uh, Viva, the DOHC, and the single cam. Uh, we've done exhaust and head upgrade. Uh, we recently worked on an i10, uh, i20, 1.2 Kappa engine. And okay. uh, so we literally worked. And in fact, um, I worked on an Evo 5 as well, Evo 5 GSR. Mm-hmm. That was my first build in 2013, a full-blown turbo build. Um, okay. So we have literally gone about, you know, covering all sorts of cars um, from a Hyundai to a Maruti to, um, you know, all sorts of, like even a Tata. So hang like on. Everything. Uh, you, should, you should talk about this that you've built. Hmm. This is a tempo, a tempo traveler, <laughs> a Force Motors tempo traveler. Now, what is the build on this? What's the story on this? Yeah, so this was for a friend uh, who had a client who wanted something. Uh, they wanted a really fast uh, people mover. Uh, so this is the 3.2, uh, the long base, uh, long wheel base, six wheeled uh, force traveler. So wanted something uh, fun and then... Uh, um, you know, we so this thing has an 80 kph limiter, so we delimited it um, uh, through um, you know by by doing a few things, and then uh, we went about changing the entire plumbing, the entire the exhaust system, the the whole thing was redone. We also had a piggyback, and I think um, it was quite fast. I <laughs> mean, good fun. Uh, I think it's um, so, so we can't die now, but I think theoretically must have. Uh, uh, increased about 30-40 horsepower from the base engine uh, because it was definitely a lot faster. I, I drove this once and you know the, the typical speed limiter at 80 was kicked off and then uh, went all the way to 120 like effortless. So I think uh, you know and it was a, the way it went till 80 itself was a huge improvement. So I think it's uh, yeah we do all these bonkers <laughs> things. <laughs> and uh, we're getting a lot of questions on diesel cars. Now, this is your car, right? Uh, yeah, this yeah. is a Jetta, the diesel yeah. Jetta. Uh, what have you done on this? It's got a bigger turbo uh, and it's got a fan mount intercooler, the whole plumbing and remap and uh, exhaust intake, suspension, brakes, the whole thing. I mean, it's a, it's it's exactly the kind of car that I want to drive on the road with everything in it. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's good fun. From 140 horsepower, it's uh, 245 horsepower. So uh, it's a great bump. Next, uh, in the next iteration, I want to push it to about 300 plus. So mm-hmm. we want to go bigger on the turbo and do a lot more to it. So uh, it'll probably end up being from a daily to a mid-daily uh, and then maybe it'll become a weekly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this uh, spec that it is in, how much would it mm-hmm. cost? And there are a lot of these jetters around, uh, which are very affordable also right now. Yeah. Uh, mm. So the, you'd get a base car for say three, four lakh rupees, and then to build it up to your spec, how much would it cost? Yeah, this this uh, the power package that we have in this, I think, should be about two point five lakhs. It's very very affordable. We've done a few of these for a lot of polos and the uh, a few other two liter uh, Lora, etc. Um, so it's a it's a great fun package. Improves your performance and even your mileage, the whole thing um, really well. And it makes it a complete all-rounder. You know, you you have the performance of sort of a 5 Series and in a mm. smaller frame car and it's completely, um, you know, a nice sleeper on the road. And it's 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 uh, it's something, it's, it's great fun. And the Jetta chassis is uh, insane. You know, it has great handling. So I put coilovers and did a whole lot of things, wheels, this, that, brakes. 
so it, it's great on the dynamics uh, front also so overall a great and car to have and the gearbox is uh, strong enough to handle it the dsg gearbox yeah the yeah so we have the this is the manual so the manual okay. absolutely has no problem can take mm. any kind of abuse so i think the dsg is also very capable i, I don't see a problem with the dsgs either i think they're very well uh, strong enough to handle 450 500 nm talk no problem so we've been talking all through on the cars that you've built uh, do you also look for talent uh, talented drivers to drive your race and rally cars yeah i mean um, see since we get into uh, we, we we do we compete a lot and at the highest level definitely the driver plays a very important role uh, we all know that um, so it's it's very important to have the right uh, person driving the right car i think that's when the results really showcase uh, just the way our itc program is with arjun balu and today um, you know whatever we set out to do it's it's happening because it's an effort that's put by by him and the team um so it's how we work both ways i i, I don't think the car alone can do a lot and uh, you know the the engineer alone cannot do much and mm. and the driver alone cannot do without a car so i think it's it's the whole package that needs to come together and uh, there is definitely a lot of talent there are great drivers on the grid today we see a lot of talented youngsters i think they are all doing uh, very well uh, we see great talent in the one make series and in the single seater classes uh, comes to rallying uh, you know we saw great talent in unis who is uh, um who is a fantastic chap he's he's um, had the least amount of experience i think just four years of rallying and today he's already up there with the big boys and um, so i think it's time for him to scale up uh, you know to the bigger league with an inrc1 and um, he's already proven himself and it's it's great uh, to see that so i think it's definitely and we also have varun who's also uh, done the super stock and who's really one of uh, most talented young uh, race car drivers uh, who can just go out bang in a lap time and then um, set records and we we've now taken the opportunity to uh, to to come with a uh, driver training academy and then we've we've we over the last one year we've trained about 80 to 90 people and then out of which about 10 12 people have already entered the super stock series and they've already become better drivers and and it's 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 i think uh, um it is definitely making it uh, easier for people to get skills and to go out there and race yeah uh, nitin jacob uh, our common friend in rallying he's saying when are you going to introduce <laughs> harish as a rally driver he'll wipe the floor clean with unis <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think he'll just wipe the floor. That's it. <laughs> uh, we've uh, we've got only eight minutes left on this, so we just take uh, last few questions. Uh, what sure. is your most favorite build? Build, yeah, I think uh, favorite build, um, race build or street build. Yeah, anything. I think the most. Uh, favorite build of mine is the itc because that's something that's that's kept me on my toes for i don't know how many years it's just uh, uh you know it's just crazy the amount of time and effort that i put into it i think it's 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 the car that i always look forward to building and you know going after every weekend and i think it's the, it's the most uh, i think that 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 car tells a lot of story about me the way i you know my my anger my whole emotion is is put through that car so i think it's it's something that's really uh, my best build and your dream build my dream build um, uh, i think would be 
um i sort of have my dream build planned yeah but yeah i think it would be a very fast beam beamer um a something with a really yeah really fun a beamer with a bonkers engine making a ton of horsepower and you know tire smoking power from third gear <laughs> so <laughs> that's the kind of car I would uh, definitely want to have uh are you planning to build a 1000 horsepower city vtec farhan is asking that uh i don't mind definitely we have uh, you know the we we been going after three digits i think it's time to hit four digits definitely we will uh, <laughs> yeah okay polo mac is asking how difficult is it to turbocharge a bike it isn't uh, it's, it's the same principle as uh, cars um it's just that you need to upgrade the internals and they are not very easy to to find or to um to get uh, so yeah but uh, we we do have um, uh plans of uh, turbocharging a 390 very soon that should be out um, definitely this year yeah so if it works out then we we might just make it a package that people can just bolt on and have some fun with so who okay, knows so it that's is that's definitely uh, you know i've been making a list of the cars that i'm going to drive that you built and now it's already two pages long so now this is a uh, another bike that i definitely want to ride a turbocharged 390 uh, have yeah. you worked on the new turbo gdi motors from hyundai so the one which is there in the venue for instance yeah we've seen the car we we did a little bit of work on a 1.4 kia seltos um the gdi engines they they're more or less the same architecture as any uh, tsi motor it's all direct injection so i think it's uh, all the gdi engines these days are all more or less the same architecture so i think it's it's fairly straightforward if you if you worked on a vw then it, i think it should it should be the same on this as well Mm-hmm. Uh, Joel, what is your opinion on an E240 upgrade with twin turbos? Um, not a big fan of twin turbos because I think uh, twin turbos are um, they 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 compromise massively at the top. Are they good to mm-hmm. have a, a linear power band? I would say whatever car does one big single. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so don't bother with two turbos. <laughs> no. Okay. uh what is the best upgrade in your opinion for the old swift or the swift 1.2 in fact for autocross as per fmsci specs i think the uh, regulations are very good um i think if you if you sort of make a package like what the igtc regulations are today in racing sort of with a piston and with a head and with an ecu intake exhaust um like a 1.2 k12 should be good to make about 110 120 horsepower quite easily and by um stripping some weight of the car i think which should be damn uh quick and with mm-hmm. tires and suspension for sure i think it's a fantastic car in the 1.3 liter class okay and last question are you looking forward to working on electric cars uh we we are doing a few things i mean not cars but something else in the shop because we have a small uh, requirement for somebody uh, but yeah we you never know where you know this this whole industry is going Uh, we will definitely adapt and uh, uh, configure ourselves to to do these things in the future but right now we haven't done any but yeah we, we, uh, the 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 theory of building a car and you know the knowledge of handling chassis i think that's going to remain irrespective of being an ic engine or electric motor so mm-hmm. yeah i think it should be overall uh, uh, not a big deal uh, something that we can definitely adapt with excellent 
thank you joel thank you for your time this conversation was excellent uh, i really enjoyed taking all these questions and learning so much from you we've got a whole load more questions i'm just scrolling and there's still more and more questions but unfortunately <laughs> we are right out of time so i think we should do this once again uh, get some yes. more questions in it's uh, really yes. good to hear from people who are actually working on the cars themselves and making these fun interesting cars there are 100 questions that have popped up on the question icon i'm sorry but uh, this is all the time that we have but we'll bring joel back again we'll talk about turbocharged bikes turbocharged 390s uh, it'll be good fun to hear about the other cars that you are planning on working on and also interesting builds like that turbocharged uh, tempo traveler so thank you joel for joining <laughs> thank us you so thank much, you for Adish. coming on the evo conversations it's great fun thank you. and uh, we wish you all the best in your racing rallying and of course street jobs uh, that you are working on thank you so much Adish. thanks for having me over and pleasure talking to you thank you thank you thank you thank you stay safe stay safe bye and thank you guys for joining in this is all the time that we have uh, but uh, we'll be back uh, tomorrow with uh, pratap bose he is the vice president at uh, of design at tata motors and uh, he's uh, listed out a whole load of questions that he keeps getting asked from you guys on design so uh, curious in design specific uh, uh, tricks for design all of that tomorrow with pratap bose uh, and that's all we have time for stay safe stay home uh thank you for tuning in thank you for all your questions we'll also bring joel back again uh this is evo conversations with rovi motor oil we'll be back tomorrow stay safe and uh, see you guys soon bye bye